I'm James Valentine, and this is Life's Booming Dare to Date. Waves of past love crashing violently in, quietly roll out. Take some deep breaths. Try and calm your racing heart. I feel... When you feel nervous or anxious about a first date, it's good to do some deep breathing. It's good to picture a good conversation. And it's also good sometimes to tell your date, that you are feeling nervous. Be honest. That is Elizabeth Shaw from Relationships Australia, New South Wales. In this episode, you'll hear from five people. They're all different and all the same. To start, these are the stories, feelings and inner thoughts of Chris. I feel pleased. I feel adventurous. Purposeful. Connected. I feel optimistic. I feel rejuvenated. Your wife died how long ago? Five years and five months. 1,979 days. And what age were you when this happened? 68. I'd had 15,000 days of married life, exactly. I had a very peaceful marriage. All I had to do was just keep the bank accounts topped up, which was a bit of a challenge I took on yeah. at 27, supporting five people on one income. Oh, my wife had a couple of kids. She was widowed herself. She was a Miss New Zealand finalist who actually found me rather than the other way around. I didn't really have a lot to complain about. Did you talk with her about life afterwards? We didn't really, know. Death do us part, I guess. Dating after death, that's a different lead-up, it's a different experience. It is, it is, I guess, yeah. Did you imagine, like, let's say, after a year, or you've dealt with that, you've dealt with the grief of that, do you imagine that you're going to meet somebody else? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I wouldn't have even thought of it, but on the fifth anniversary of my wife's departure, my daughter got her iPad down. I realized that she was signing me up for a dating site. <laughs> you were happy? You were a happy single no. man? No, 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 I, ha- I hate it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's awful. You walk into the house, unless you make a noise, there isn't one. And you come home and it's dark and cold and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's unpleasant, you know. It's, it's not natural. No, I wouldn't recommend it to you. Right, right. So you'd been hating it, like through those years you'd been hating it? Yes. Previously to your daughter picking up the iPad and Mm -hmm. signing you up. She said, look, Dad, this is a numbers game. Being an accountant, I knew what that meant, but I think it's more like a lottery. It's not going to be too painful or traumatic if you buy a few tickets that don't produce anything. That's that's the best analogy I can give you. (laughs) It is the only pragmatic way to meet someone. But the thing that surprised me was... How forthcoming a lot of these people are, because you'd never even met some of them, you know, and they were just out there with all their personal thing. And in a way, I think that's good, you know. I mean, I guess you get a bit more circumspect as you get older. 
There are lots of really lovely people, but the chemistry is either there or it's not. Well, you said it was a bit of a lottery, so how many, how many tickets have you bought so well, far? 10, 12, something right. like that. You don't sort of expect to win, but, you know, there's a possibility that you could. You haven't met anyone? I'm talking to somebody seriously now, and right. I think maybe she is the one, you know. Um, okay. And the one you're serious about now, how long has that been going on for? You want to know? Yeah. <laughs> 16 days. 16 days. And what do you think it is? Very simply, I think the key to it is you've got to have similar values. And you can sort of tell from where they came from and what they've done and what the kids are doing and all this stuff. And if it matches, like your situation is, similarly, I think that's pretty essential. And um, as I said, the rest of it is chemistry. What will be will be. And yeah, yeah. Just, just move on. I hope to continue enjoying good health. I hope our lives get back to normal soon. I hope to meet that special someone. Before you enter the dating scene, the best thing to do is make your peace with the past. That really is step one. If you're driven by pain or you just can't sit with yourself, you just can't bear to be home alone, you can't bear being lonely, and you're looking for that new relationship to make up for something, maybe that big gap is loneliness and or sadness or grief, or boredom. If you're feeling any of those things and you think a partner's going to fill that gap, there's a very good chance that that relationship is too much riding on it, it's a bit set up to fail, but also you're not going to present the best possible attractive package yourself. Being a bit lonely, which also means I'm ready to have someone in my life, is okay. To say you shouldn't feel those things would be very wrong. But the best state to be in is I'm okay with myself. I've got a good range of things happening. But the sort of loneliness I feel is the loneliness that you feel when you'd like to add a partner into what is a very good mix. These are the stories, feelings and inner thoughts of Taryn. I feel shy. I feel excited. I feel terrified. Shy. I feel hopeful. Hopeful. Tired of trying too hard. You were married for how long? 25 years. Long time. Long, long time, yeah. Very faithful. Did everything together. Loved my husband to death. He sat on the edge of the bed with his back to me and said, I'm not in love with you, I'm leaving you, I'm 54 and need new life. How long have you been single for now? Probably four years. I imagine it's quite a strange period it's when you even want to start thinking about somebody else. Well and truly over a year and a half that I even thought of looking for somebody else, but I think because of my age group, I just thought, well, I haven't got a lot of time left. Mm. Do I got a date again at my age? (laughs) Who would have thought of that? So when getting back into the dating scene, wow, that was just, I didn't know what to do, what to say. And the other thing is a female, do you think you're attracted enough? Are you too fat? You're too skinny? Everything starts to get floppy. It's not like even in your 40s or your 30s, everything goes south. Yeah. So (laughs) it was like, am I going to be attractive to another male and am I going to be able to cope without one? Yeah. And these are huge thoughts. 
Oh, absolutely. For me, I was lucky I had two beautiful children, so they supported me, and without them, I don't think I would have been here, to be honest with you. Dating's not like it used to be either. It's not like it used to be because you are older, but it's also not like it used to be because it's the 21st century. Absolutely. (laughs) Technology, it's called. We don't go to a pub and sit there and have a beer or go to football and start chatting to somebody or, I don't know, go to a party. It's all online. But I thought, I've got to get out there. Everybody was pushing me to get out there, so... Describe that. What do you mean by everybody was pushing you to get out there? Family, girlfriends, my daughter, mum, you'll find somebody. I went, oh, okay. (laughs) People were saying, find out who likes you and who you're attracted to again. And because I was only attracted to this one man, you know, six foot three, nice looking man, supported us as a family. But I don't know if I'm looking for someone like him or someone completely different. When you're 20, 25, it's just you meeting the person. But now it's you meeting the person. And your children, in a sense. Is that present in your mind? All the time. If they didn't get on with my children or my way of life, well, it's bad luck. Do you remember your first day? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Do Do you really want to know? So, so nervous. We went out for dinner. From where we were having dinner, there's a boardwalk. And he said, well, let's go for a walk. And I said, oh, that'll be nice. Well, we only got halfway there and we started kissing and thinking, oh, my oh, okay. God, I, hope, I think I hope I'm doing this all right. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I haven't been with another man. Yeah. And then it sort of got quite heavy and I felt like this naughty little schoolgirl doing the wrong thing. Uh, I got up the next morning feeling quite pleased with myself. I thought, oh, it's like riding a bike. I'm back on it again, you know. And it was almost a bit like a teenager you're on the park bench sort of thing. Exactly. That was a bit of a thrill for me as I hadn't done that sort of thing for a long time. I actually drive whole trucks. How many women driving the trucks out of the mine? How many women working um, at the mine? Say there's 25, there would have been 10 of us that were women on my crew, yeah. Is that right? I didn't realise that. I would have thought it was still not that many women out at the mines. Oh, no, no, no. There are a lot now. They're actually pushed to take women on. Now, is this a place to meet a guy? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, you could. um, But you wouldn't want to meet a guy on your shift because if it went sour... You know, if he's a dozer or a digger driver, he might try to put too many rocks in one bucket, (laughs) I think, you know. (laughs) You're starting a new job. Yeah, so I'm just swapping over to another mine. Was it Green Yellow, but they're going all autonomous. All the autonomous trucks are all run by nobody, so you won't pick up a fella there, that's for sure. (laughs) Possibilities at the new mine? I said to my girlfriend, oh, there might be some newbies over there we can check out because she's 51 and she's single as well. So see what we can find. New mind, new man. I know, I'll have to let you know. As much as I think I'd love to grow old with somebody, I'm very independent back again. You know, I have my children, I'm back, got good money with a job. I can wear what I want. And if I want to go on a date with somebody, I can do it. I hope everything does end up okay. I hope I do have someone to grow old with. I hope my kids stay happy and healthy. I hope I can find peace. If you're feeling shy, 
it is often good to do some planning, but without over planning. Now, that's a really hard bit of advice. But if you do tend to get a bit tongue tied and you really don't know how to start a conversation, it's good to do a bit of planning and think about what you do have to talk about that could start you off and how you can participate just to get yourself ready, give yourself something to anchor the conversation to. If you're feeling awkward, a bit socially anxious, it is often really good to say it. There's no better time than on a first date to say, I feel a bit awkward, I haven't done a lot of this. Generally, that's a really good icebreaker and the other person probably feels the same. These are the stories, feelings and inner thoughts of Phil. I feel cynical. I feel shy. I feel terrified. I feel... I feel disheartened. I feel hopeful. I've been divorced for 16 years now. How long after that, before you started thinking... Well, I might try to make oh, straight away. Straight away. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, yes. 14 years of marriage, I sort of couldn't wait to get back into the game, so to speak. I've been on and off the dating sites over that period of time. I think the older I get, the harder it gets. Right. At this age now, at 62, it's harder because once bitten, twice shy. Brick walls are put up and <laughs> all that sort of stuff, yeah. yeah. I like to get to a phone conversation quite quick. There's nothing worse than just reading someone's typing or messages. And then, of course, it's nice to go to actually meet that person and get a feel for that person. I'm getting a feeling of like a weariness. It's too transactional. It's hard to see through that to who the person might be. They're probably feeling the same thing. Possibly so, yeah. Have you met the weirdos? Have you met the strange ones? Have you found yourself in awkward situations? I had one occasion I met a lady for a coffee and we seemed to like each other enough to go to the next meeting and she invited me for dinner to her flat. I remember we had a discussion of she'd brought up her previous relationship. His children were involved in his life quite a bit. I didn't think anything of it until it came later when we were having a discussion on the veranda and just talking away. And she said, so your daughter's moved back in home, you said. And I said, that's correct. My daughter had a breakup with her boyfriend and back into my house for a while and to regroup. She said, oh, you'll have to leave now. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> she said, you'll have to go now. I don't want to talk to anybody that's involved with their children. Right. Uh, and I just totally blindsided me. Has anything else happened outside of meeting people online? Like, have you been able to meet people in other ways? Yeah, uh, not a great deal, to be honest with you. I call it meeting someone organically or whatever word you want to put on it. Yeah, right. The natural way, yeah, through a party or through another couple or what have you, yeah. And does it feel any different when that happens? Oh, most definitely, yes. It feels much more natural to just meet somebody in a social setting. With the websites, you seem to be in this game. When it's gone well, when it's worked out, you've had a few dates and you start thinking, I like this person, this person likes me, we're attracted to one another. How do you get around to sex? Is it different when when, when you're older? Is it different when you haven't done it for a while? Oh, yes, definitely. I think so, yes. We put pressure on ourselves as to 
whether we can still perform, so to speak, yeah. uh, whether we can still read that person yeah. well, like we could when we were younger. Even though when you look back at early 20s or what have you, you, you shake your head and think, God, I was so inexperienced and yeah. what have you. But it's no different in later life. You start to doubt yourself. Yeah. You start to doubt not your performance, so to speak, but you, humanity, I suppose, to a certain extent. Yeah, humanity, that's yeah. That's interesting word. Yeah. yeah. Sort of who you are. That's right, yes. Yeah. yeah. The nervousness we might have felt when we were younger about how we look, I guess that's going to be a hundred times. Still the same, only different. Yeah, yeah. Humans are the worst for putting pressure on themselves. It doesn't have to come from without, it comes from within. Yeah. yeah. So you're not with anybody at the moment? I'm not, no. no. I haven't been on a date for probably 12 months. Why is that? Oh, there's personal things going on with my business and personal life and what have you. I think it's hard work. I think at this age, we've all got a lifestyle act out for ourselves, whether it be good or bad. And it's a 24-7 lifestyle, particularly if you've been alone for a while. Yeah. And to let another person into that lifestyle has got to be give from both sides. And some people aren't willing to give. Something's got to go by the wayside. And you want someone? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I just did a, a three-week holiday in Tasmania not too long ago. Travelled by myself and it was very lonely. Right. It was very lonely. I didn't meet a lot of people because it was cold and people were in couples and in caravans and it was a lonely holiday. Even if it's not a relationship, it's great to have a travel partner yeah. and do things with people. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps a pity we haven't got the sort of, and then he met the love of his life ending, but, you know, uh, you think it's still going to happen? Maybe next year. Maybe next well, year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a good social group, and I think that that sort of satisfies me to a certain extent, but ultimately, yes, I'd like to find another partner. I hope everything works out okay. I hope the situation changes. I hope the situation improves. I hope it all works out for the best. you're feeling cynical and you're scanning for trouble, if you are in a mindset of rumination like, well, I've only been with them for 10 minutes and I've already noticed four terrible things, if you're in that state of mind, it may well be because your head is too much in the past. You're already trolling for them to be the worst of what you've already experienced. Sometimes people do that when they're trying to squash their hope. They're feeling very hopeful, but they're nervous about being hopeful. So they overlook at the negatives to sort of keep the hope down to a reasonable level. Whatever reason you're doing it, if you're a glass half empty person on the dating scene, that's going to come across in a negative mindset, which is generally not attractive. What if I feel like I've given up? You know, I've been on six dud dates. This is just not working for me. I've given up. I'm done with this. It's very common if you're getting burnt out from it to need to take a break. Rather than give up, throw out the baby with the bathwater, just saying, I'm taking six weeks off, I'm going to regroup, take stock, look at the rest of my life, come back to it fresh is a very healthy way to get your head back in the game and come back to it with a bit more verve and interest. These are the stories, feelings and inner thoughts of Bev. I 
I describe myself as a lesbian. I have been since I was 20 years old. When I was in London, I thought, maybe I came out too early. Hmm, I think I'll sleep with a bloke. Mm, no, I'm definitely a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> so in Saudi, what did you do? What were you doing there for three years? We did a lot of travel. I certainly didn't have any lesbian relationships in Saudi. I, I do cherish my fingers and I didn't want them chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> did it feel threatening? Did you feel as though you had to really hide who you were? Definitely. And we had a weekend in Dubai and I can remember it was about four o'clock in the morning. And I just had a complete and utter breakdown because I was so tired of living in such a straight world where I had to pretend to be straight and it was just, I thought, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. Went to London. (laughs) I met someone, she was a nurse as well. We private messaged and then we talked on the phone. This went on for six months, but she'd never tell me where she lived. I would have thought after a couple of months this would be annoying. It was annoying, but I hung in there, James. I thought I could change her world. Yes. There's something in you you're attracted to as well, obviously. I fall in love with people's minds. She was the first woman in a long time that I just connected with her mind, and I just thought, mm, got to see where this goes. During this six months of phone conversations, have you been flirting? Has it got sexual as such on the phone? Oh, yeah. Got a bit raunchy, bit steamy. Did you know what she looked like? Had you exchanged photos and that sort of thing at this point? No, nothing, nothing. And nothing. that was another win. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Curiosity just got the better of me, James. I just thought, I've just got to know. I rang the private investigator and I said, right, I said, I'm going to go ahead with it. Two or three hours later, she rang me back and said... Here's her name, here's her address, here's her date of birth, here's her husband's <laughs> name and here's her date of birth. Oh. He, oh, yeah. Here's the husband's name. I just didn't know what to do. I just didn't know what to do. I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll go to a pub and then I'll text her. So I said, I think you should pay me a visit now. So she turned up. Oh, she did? Pants. Yeah. Yeah. When she walked in, what did you think? I thought she was very, very nice. You were attracted to her? Yes. We just chatted. We just chatted? I mean, she's been lying to you for six months. You've just found out she's a husband. You've turned up after getting a private investigator. What's the lunch like? She got a snog. (laughs) But how do you have a conversation? I mean, you sit down with someone and say, so you're married, I've had to track you down. How does that go? There was always stories. There was always stories with her. So the story I got out of her was that her husband lived in the same house, but they didn't live in the same room. They didn't sleep together. She was too scared to leave him and all these things, but I'm so attracted to you. I'm so attracted to women, but I can't tell myself that I'm a lesbian. There was always stories. Yeah. And I was the sucker. What are you referring to as a sucker? Did she well, con you into this because that's what she wanted or something? What do you mean by sucker? There was always... I did try and break up with her so many times. Mm. And then I would get a phone call and I'd say, just can't do this anymore. I never met her sister. I never met any of her friends. Right. After a year or two, I just said, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Then I would get a phone call from her. And she said, I'm just at the pub across the road. And I just thought, oh, not again. And in the end, it just got repetitious. Yeah. Same yep. thing over and over again. But it lasted for how long? Five years. I always used to refer to myself and I said this to her, I said, I'm just a dirty little secret. She just always come back, yeah. come back. And I kept saying, yep, sex was good though, James. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
So you came back to Australia and you've never seen her since? She said, oh, I suppose I should take some of the blame. <laughs> yeah, and she's still with the I husband think... and things, right? Oh, no, she's an out and proud lesbian now. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I put an email, actually, from about six months ago, apologising for her behaviour. Right. Because now she knows exactly how I felt because the same thing happened to her. Ah, okay. Oh, don't you love karma? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So since you've been back here, have you met anyone? Uh, no. As you get older, I just find dating just so much harder. I think I'm just a bit too fussy now. Right. A bit too fussy, probably a little bit scared. <laughs> yeah. I just miss the hugs. Yeah. For many, it is harder as we age to sort of figure out how to meet people, but also you're scarred by that experience in the UK. Definitely. I think that's got a lot to do with it because it's just a trust issue. I'm very wary now. It's not that long ago, is it? You're only talking a couple of years ago. It might take another year or two before you feel open enough to meet someone. I'm talking to someone from Norfolk Island, but it's just getting to Norfolk Island. It's not somewhere that's, you know, down the road a little bit. <laughs> fly to Brisbane, then fly to Norfolk. Could, could you make it any harder? Oh, yeah, I know. Pitcairn <laughs> Island. I think that's a bit further out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like Norfolk yeah. Island. <laughs> Can you find someone a little closer to her? <laughs> It'd be nice if I could, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I hope I find happiness in you. I hope I am appreciated for all that I am. I hope for good mental health. You don't want that first date to be all about your exes and what was the matter with them. You tend to spill over into that when you just haven't worked your own stuff out. Sort that out, work out what's the baggage, what's the legacy, and importantly, not focus on what was the matter with them, but also focus on why was I there? Why did I stay? What was I caught up in? What was my contribution to that? If you have an even assessment of what that was about, You've made your peace with your own behaviour as well as that of your ex. In the end, it's not about the time. It's about whether you're resolved in yourself, that you're ready to greet someone on their own terms, get to know them on their own terms, but also ready that you've got something to offer, that you're not bringing them your loneliness and desperation and horniness. What you're bringing them is an open heart and a, an interest in getting to know them and a readiness for a new experience then you're much more ready to go into the next relationship with a clean slate. These are the stories, feelings and inner thoughts of Donna. I feel frightened. I feel hopeful. I feel exasperated. I feel excited. I feel nervous. I feel confused. I feel curious. I feel annoyed. I feel, I feel, I feel. I feel happy. I was married for 16 years. There was a slow, painful death. And then divorced. Yes. Post-divorce, I felt confident. I felt comfortable with myself. Great job. Wonderful group of friends. I didn't really sense that I was missing something. 
But then suddenly I thought, I don't know. I feel like maybe I want to share this fantastic life I'm living with someone. And I started looking for romance. And quite frankly, I thought, I'm going to meet someone on the track. I'm going to meet someone at the next party I go to. Someone's going to ask me out for dinner just because... And I really genuinely thought that's how I was going to meet my next beau. Yeah. (laughs) But sadly, the years rolled on, James. And And it didn't happen. I'm a very social person. I was going out quite a lot, but not on dates. I wasn't asked out on dates and I wasn't asking people out on dates. So I didn't feel like I necessarily wanted, for want of a better phrase, a full-time boyfriend. But I started feeling that I wanted someone to hang out with occasionally. One day, I bumped into a colleague and she was absolutely beaming. She was just thrilled to bits with life. And I asked her what was going on and she said, I've just been on a date. (laughs) And I said, oh, fantastic, so jealous. I said, oh, yeah, how'd you meet? And there I had it. She said, well, we met on an app, a dating app. And I thought, no way am I ever going to resort to that. And that very day, I uh, launched into that world. How did you decide to present yourself? I just kept it really simple. I spoke about what I love from life, what I enjoy doing, and then chose a few photos that reflected my lifestyles. What happened? How did it go? I don't think I prepared myself well enough. (laughs) The onslaught of absolute idiots that are out there. (laughs) What I tried to do is set up my own rules. One thing I did establish really early on, I'm going to get the guys to decide where we meet if we do meet. Why did you want them to decide? I don't know. If they chose the location and I thought it was something that I would enjoy, then that was a good start, I suppose. I also judged them on their shoes. Is that really shallow? (laughs) (laughs) What do you look for in a shoe? He said, looking at his shoes. You're not wearing hush puppies with zips on the side, are you? No, no. Okay, then you're safe. Okay. So quick glance at the footwear, you go, that's a lovely brogue. We shall continue. (laughs) Brogues are cool. Brogues are cool. I've come across really shallow now. Also, I specified it had to be daytime. Because safety is an issue, right? Yeah. You have to consider your own safety. So daytime, public place. I've heard a lot of people say this. You just meet for coffee. Or just say, I'm going for a walk along the river. Let's have a walk along the river together for half an hour. Like dinner is actually a really bad first date. A hundred percent. You are right on the money there. So who'd you meet? How were the dates? The first bloke seemed really sweet. I really liked him. We talked for a couple of hours. Went on a second date and I thought, this is going fantastically. Then we were arranging the third date. So we'd been going out, in inverted commas, for about five days. (laughs) And I was like, wow, I've lucked out. We were organising which movie to go see. I get the text. Actually, I don't want to see you anymore. I thought, wow, what happens in those couple of hours? I was really, really perplexed and frustrated and sad and angry. And so I rang a girlfriend and I was all agitated. I just want to know why. Why don't you want to go out with me anymore? Well, she said, it doesn't matter why. Donna, it doesn't matter why. Just get on with it. I learned not to get too attached. (laughs) And not to ask why. Learn to brace for the text messages because you do get the text messages saying, oh, no, it's not working out or there's no chemistry or other times you just don't hear from them again. Now you had some success? I have had a boyfriend for more than a year now. It's worked out really, really well. He's a tradie, so he's all scruffy looking. His photos <laughs> actually on night were horrendous, and I've told him off for this. <laughs> They're just like awful photos. But for some reason, I liked what he wrote. We met up. It was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He turns up in his work clothes. He's got bits of 
dirt on his face and he's looking really scruffy. He's between jobs. He comes out into the cafe. I'm sitting there and we just looked at each other and it worked. It just, we just, we, we were holding hands within an hour and he didn't want to go back to work and wanted to spend the afternoon just walking around and just talking. And, and then he walked me to my car, which I thought was lovely. It was wonderful. Isn't that so, funny? Like he basically did everything wrong and that's the one that, uh-huh. cap- that's the one that captivated you. Precisely. Isn't that extraordinary? <laughs> you just never know. You've been with someone for nearly a couple of decades. You then have a mm-hmm. period of being single. Then you meet someone and you have to be intimate again or you want to be intimate again. You want to have sex again. Uh-huh. How hard is that first time? Oh, <laughs> I'm reasonably comfortable with myself, but in that regard, in the bedroom, I was really petrified because it had been a really, really long time. (laughs) I wasn't in the same shape I was last time I was dating. I was feeling extremely self-conscious, but, you know, if you're with the right person and the lights are off, you should be okay. (laughs) It's part of the romance, isn't it, that you learn that part of each other. It made me feel young again. It's fresh, it's new, it's exciting and a little bit scary. I know that it doesn't work out for everybody and I know that you have to go through dozens, scores, maybe, oh gosh, hope not, hundreds of dates before you find someone. I do like to share my story because I hope that it gives others hope. I hope to keep having fun. I hope to be an inspiration. I hope I can give back. I hope I've found the one. Hope needs to be attached to your own desire for a relationship. So you keep it alive because you stay close to what you need and want. So if you pin your hopes on somebody else, then your mood goes up and down with whether you meet someone worthy. Whereas if you just generally feel open about life and new experiences and meeting new people, and you're resourcing that in a range of ways, I think that helps you buffer the disappointments. If you feel your hopefulness could be a bit naive or you might be overexcited by dates and you're worried if you're going to get injured or hurt in some way, sometimes people try and balance out the hope by doing an inventory of what was the matter with the person as well. I think it's really good to just enjoy your hope and to know that at any age, that lovely feeling of anticipation, that frisson of what if they're the one, that delicious feeling of I had a really lovely chat, I hope they choose me. I mean, sure, that leaves you vulnerable, that leaves you exposed, but it's also the wonderful part of meeting someone and being a bit swept along with the what-ifs. And I think if you try and squash that or over-manage it, you're kind of losing out part of the fun of the game. Life is good with our adored ones in it. Life is better having the right ones with us. To make it worthwhile, we yearn for love. To give and receive love. Because we feel. Because we hope. Because we're human. This has been Life's Booming Dare to Date. 
If you like this episode, don't forget to tell your friends in person and online, and we'd love you to like it, to rate it, and share it with everybody. And if you've got a story you want to tell us, then please email lifesbooming at seniors.com.au. I'm James Valentine. Let's talk again soon. Mm-hmm.